Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. All opinions are those of the speakers. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. We'd like to welcome you all to the 35th edition of uh, our Santa Cruz Guitar Players podcast. And for 2022, we have, as our first one, Mr. Hoover back. Um, Richard, we're joyous to have you here with us. And uh, Happy New Year. And Tad, bring him in. Yes. So, Richard, it's been uh, an amazing end of the year with all kinds of stuff happening. Uh, 2022 is looking better. Uh, if you could ignore some of the little hiccups we're having at the beginning, tell us how uh, you and the shop are doing. Did you have a good uh, Christmas, New Year's, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, we take the week off from Christmas to New Year's. And for me, that's, uh, uh, that meant I could get some stuff done without being annoyed uh, you know, by the, the, the workaday world. And uh, I was was joking about uh, building a barn, painting the house, restoring my truck, but I didn't do any of that, you know. But I did get some nice R and R and some head clearing, and I'm real excited about going forward. We have uh, right now we have a demand that the trade magazines are referring to as like the Beatles uh, uh, playing on Ed Sullivan, what it did to guitar sales. It's like the market is just insane right now, and uh, uh, for us. Uh, it doesn't affect us <clears throat> like a larger company that would just scale up, uh, meet demand, and then lay off when, uh, when times were lean. Uh, we just plug along and do our best all the time. So it really doesn't affect uh, how much work we do. We just keep doing what we're doing. And, of course, like everybody, we're, we're suffering um, disruption because of abundance of caution for COVID. Uh, we've been really you know we've been really blessed but also we worked really hard to keep people safe and uh, we did really really well but this omicron thing is is like you know so contagious uh that it's really it is affecting us right now i i know from my business ex, uh, experience in the past couple of weeks i don't have a single supplier or a single anybody that i do business with i mean even honestly any of the people i play music with or anybody else that haven't been affected and had um downs and an outage of, of work time uh, due to omicron is is the shop suffering from that are you uh well mostly from our caution um you know what the way we have a really uh uh nice matrix, if you will, a, a, a pretty elaborate program of what we do when somebody's notified of exposure and how we deal with that and how we keep people away and in and out. So it's self-imposed really for us. And that means um, we don't, we're not running at full tilt um, right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, uh, we're, that didn't sound quite right. You know, we're running as, as, steadily as we can but we have more absences by uh by design by holding people out for five days or ten days uh getting tests and so forth so it's just you know it's it's become really what we do it's it's how our life is now um but this particular part is a real spike for us yeah 
I know you guys are incredibly safety conscious. So, you know, basically, I guess your people are what just wearing their masks for some extra time while they're going in and out of the shop and, and, you know, just keeping them on all the time rather than maybe taking them off when they walk through the office. Would you come and, and say that to them? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've got a lot of creative, creative young types and they're, uh, you know, they're in the immortal phase. And so they really have to be reminded constantly about, you know, I'll do everything I can to put uh, people above profit and look after their little butts while they're at work. But when they're out in the real world, that's really hard. Um, And that's why we have to be so cautious. I've got everybody on programs to get alerts if they've been exposed. Uh, to report if uh, they have a roommate or a significant other that has it, and then have them do a quarantine. And uh, so far, we've been able to do that without, let's say, economic injury to them. So there's no motivation for them to like uh, fib about uh, coming into work. And that can't go on forever, but at least that's what we're doing now. And maybe that's a little more complex than you want to hear. But our program's pretty complex. And we've got, you know, Casper, who you well know as our safety manager, does just a superb job of this stuff. And I'm really grateful for the safety we do have. uh, But Man, you know, guitar making is hard. Um, you decide to turn it into a business. That's like a, a factor of about 20. And then you bring in COVID and I don't know how we do it, but we do it. <laughs> Thank you. We're fine. <laughs> we're, we're seeing some amazing guitars coming out, out, out of the shop. Uh, just Oh, man, it's, it's a fun time. It is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know yeah, where you're getting wood, but it's, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, one, one thing I'm, I'm supremely grateful for here, and I want to pause on this, is, is, is I'm at the top of my game. Um, it's always been my desire to be a custom builder. We started that way, uh, but to get through the ebbs and flows of the marketplace, we had to have standard models, and at one point they consumed us, and it took years to get back to uh, the market realizing that the 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 what we have to offer is what nobody else can do um, or will do. And it's the kind of custom work that you're seeing coming out on Facebook and Instagram. So it's really, really a, a blast to be working with that stuff at last. And, and that's been about the last couple of years that, that our public persona sees that. What happened before, if I can, is we'd make these elaborate custom guitars. They went directly to the store. The customer picked it up and nobody ever saw it. So before Instagram, um, uh, people just didn't know what we did. We couldn't run a full page ad in a magazine showing the custom guitars that we built. Uh, there wasn't a forum to really make it public. And now uh, these things are seen internationally. It's a good time. Yeah, it's it's they're beautiful and yeah thank you oh you know the wood supplies really where this comes from is our our food chain is mostly families mostly personal relationships and somewhat outside of the uh the mayhem that's going on commercially but shipping and so forth still is difficult and uh we've got wood inventories you know prudent reserve that gets us through times that are bad for a while yeah shipping is Shipping is a real thing right now. It's it's, it's um, it is yeah. I'm on that other end of it too. We're at a we're at a yeah. You're on both ends of it. You know um, where the world is changing. It, it's it, you know that we're here. Yeah, um, th- this is the future that we heard about when we were kids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's pandemics, political mayhem. And you then know? one day, then one day, the door opened and the future was here. <laughs> yeah. Here's to the end times, Clink. Exactly. Glad to be here. Exactly. So, talking about wood, let's talk about moon spruce. Yeah. Well, there I'm, I'm, I'm there. Thank you. So we've had some inquiries on the forum about it. And mm -hmm. you know, the questions are, you know, how much of this is reality and how much of this is hype? And, um, you know, I, I, I think that you're the best person to answer that question. I mean, um, I've been a believer, um, but tell us all. Well, you know, I, I'm not an expert, um, but I have firsthand experience. And I also have a, you know, policy or values, if you will, to put, um, you know, uh, facts and science above opinion. And that's where I can be of value to you. The real people to talk to about this would be Andrea Florinette Tonewoods in Burgund, Switzerland, or uh, Rudolf Bachmann, um, uh, or Revolta, you know, uh, those kind of guys that that really live that. So let's go to the Florinettes. Um, uh, Andrea's family has done this for 500 years, um, uh, continuously. Uh, they've harvested spruce, uh, you know, uh, Picea abbeys for both the violin trade and uh, and construction. You know, uh, currently one brother manages the uh, instrument wood and one brother manages stuff for, uh, you know, uh, window sashes and door frames and that kind of thing. Because when a tree is cut, uh, 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 that one, even within that one tree, it's not all instrument grade spruce by any means. There's a lot of stuff there. So um, uh, I'm not going to uh, just tear off here and answer all your imagined questions. I'd like you to uh, let me focus a little bit on what, what the forum people want to know about. Please. I, I think that um, your perspective as a builder uh, and working with this material is, is I think, what people really want to hear is, is um, the people who cut it, I'm sure, have their uh, background and experience uh, giving them a direction as to what they want to do and, and how they perceive it. Musicians will have a perspective from what they hear, but what you offer is the perspective of the builder working with the material and tapping it and comparing it with other materials. Um, and I think that's what the forum would like to hear is, is, is Tell us about this material and your experience with it. That's a great way to go about it. I think that would be the most informative rather than try to second guess um, what people are wondering. You said, how much of this is uh, physics, uh, my term, you know, how much is this real? How much is it hype? I don't know, but I bet there's a lot of hype out there. You know, anything that becomes popular uh, develops its own mythology and um, folklore that go around it. And that's fun stuff. Uh, and I love hearing stories, especially the, you know, the metaphysical, mystical stuff. But that's not what I do. That's not my service to uh, people that, that want to learn about this. My service, we just tell the story. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the science part of it with a straight face because some of it I just, you know, there is some folklore probably in this. Um, the, uh, uh, so let's take the Florinets. They harvest spruce, uh, you know, from this beautiful uh, uh, alpine 
region. And they're super uh, careful about the ecology and their, their methodology in doing that because uh, it's finite resource. They know that. They've been there for 500 years. And for the, for the particular stuff we're talking about, uh, this, these, are, these are trees that are identified for instrument wood. And they're, they're really old trees, you know, uh, uh, old growth trees. Uh, they have the, the properties in the first place that would be right for instrument wood. The, the, the moon spruce thing, we should start there, by the way. Let me focus. Uh, the moon designation from the Florinets is they put a stamp on that wood. It's a little quarter moon. Uh, and that means it was harvested in within that uh, uh, technique or that process of harvesting by phases of the moon. Um, they don't do all their spruce that way. Uh, uh, this particular stuff is a high grade instrument wood. So let me go back and focus here. First, they're going to a tree that I'd love to have any of it anytime whether it was harvested in uh, uh, June, July, or Fresno, you know, it's going to be great stuff. Um, but what they do is they select this tree, um, and rather than drive a truck in and cut it down and wreck the environment, they, they um, put, a, put a big giant uh, spike in the ground down in the valley, and then another one right by the tree uh, that, that's uh, dropped by helicopter, and they suspend a cable down to the valley floor. Uh, they cut the tree and literally lift it up off the ground and it goes down the cable to the valley where it's processed. So they're not, they're not wrecking stuff. That's a pretty expensive process, but it ensures longevity for the resource. So this, this moon spruce is a tree that's identified as superior to star with. Then it's cut um, the phase of the moon that would have the uh, least gravitational pull and the, and let's cut to the quick the tides in the ocean when the when the moon exerts its most force it pulls the ocean into a hump and we have a low tide at its least it, the ocean flattens out and we have a high tide so that kind of hydraulic effect in a tree that could be like 18 feet wide um, uh, uh, it exists to what degree that's not that's not why I'm here but that's the principle behind this that in harvesting that tree, when the um, when the uh, undesirable stuff is at the lowest level of it, the higher level of the tree is going to be something that would um, now here I can get into speculation rather than science the, that would uh, maybe have less resins uh, 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 get appropriate for tone tone wood quicker and the violin guys who are no fools you know that go through generations too that's the stuff that they desire for their best work um uh and i don't think they're bound by folklore on that i think that they over time they would find that that there's some advantage to that uh way of harvest so moon spruce isn't a kind of wood it's not a kind of tree it's a uh, it's a science, uh, you know, a, a science developed uh, ground level, folk science, if you will, of harvesting the best stuff based on the right time and the right phase of the moon and the least undesirable uh, elements in that wood. Was that coherent? Yeah. Good. Okay. So that, uh, that in itself may uh, demystify this for a lot of people. Um, so these guys wouldn't go to that trouble if they didn't think there was a benefit. And if it was hooey, I don't think they would have sustained it for uh, generation after generation after generation. So um, 
there, there's a story behind it. Now, me as the builder, um, when, uh, uh, when I can, I go over there and I pick our wood uh, and I choose the wood for um, uh, the, the properties that I know from my experience. I pick it up, I flex it, uh, I look at it, I tap on it. Um, uh, looks are probably the least of the importance, the quality of sound I'm after. And I'll choose wood from uh, their highest grade, but I also want to see their, their next grade. Let's say highest grade for them is AAA. The next one is double A. So can you imagine the difference between the best of double A and the least of triple A? They're the same, right? So I, I don't have any trouble looking at both of those and I'll pick out the stuff I know is right for us. Um, the uh, master grade is a neat designation, but for us, you know, it's not that critical. The master grade that it's right. I'll accept some cosmetic variance in color or something if I can get a superior piece of wood. So let's come to the moon spruce. The moon spruce is at a premium and there's only so much. And even the master grade, they'll only sell so much to one person per year. So you get into the moon spruce and even more rarefied. So that's why people pay a lot, a lot of money for this. And now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say opinion alert here. I'm gonna speculate a little bit. Uh, when we buy moon spruce, and we do, we're buying a provenance. That means that this has been uh, um, uh, quantified uh, and certified, verified by the experts in the field, uh, the Florinet family and the people that work there. They've chosen the right tree. They've uh, cut it at the right time. They processed it with great care. And we can pass that on to the end user, the guitar player, that this is the best of the best. Right um, now, in Santa Cruz uh, style of building, I can't guarantee that that's that's going to be proportionately better sounding guitar uh, based on the price than the one we build them that wasn't moon spruce, but a top I selected. Um, I hope you can get that designation. I'm going to assure that any guitar we're making, people get our best effort. Um, when it's moon spruce, it's got a lot of panache and everything that I talked about. If it's not moon spruce, it's the best of the best that can uh, uh, that we can get. So I don't, I'm not trying to sound like a politician to hedge my bets here, but uh, it's almost like the discussion of Brazilian. Uh, the fact that a guitar is made of Brazilian doesn't guarantee anything. It's the quality of the Brazilian, uh, the quantity of density, et cetera, et cetera, that ensures you're going to get those uh, properties that you're paying for, not the name of the wood. So I'm going to pause there. Well, and it's also the quality of the builder. And that's... Uh, Amen. <laughs> I put up a, a background, which is a picture of you up in the, uh, the mountains. Oh, there we are. That's me and Claudio Pagelli. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one picture I have of you actually out there, you know, when it comes to picking wood, it's not like you're sitting in an office going through piles <laughs> of wood. You go out, you inspect things to make sure everything is done well. Oh, um, man, I'd like to do that every day. Yeah, <laughs> Chad, that's, uh, that is at uh, Florinets uh, in Burgund, Switzerland. And me and Claudia went up there and, uh, uh, you know, did a visit. Yeah. So Real memorable experience. And I think that that's one of the important things that probably people should remember is when it comes to materials like moon spruce, uh, you're not relying on some kind of an industry or government stamp or approval or whatever that, that rates this material. You're relying on the integrity 
of the supplier and the integrity of the builder that, you know, this is the material that it's supposed to be. Um, and working with a family that's been harvesting this wood for 500 years has got to be a good feeling when you're buying this material and, and paying a premium for it. That's beautiful. Thanks for the translation, Tad. That, that, you, I could have done that a lot quicker, couldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, you know, you actually, you distilled that beautifully, and I thank you for it. And let me, let me just clarify, is that um, uh, in my advice to an individual builder uh, that can't do what I do, go ahead and buy moon spruce. You're assured of, uh, of, of a lot of uh, um, qualification before that wood gets to you. You're going to have your best chance to make an excellent guitar. Uh, for me, it's not as important that as moon spruce because I can do what you see in this picture. You know, I can go, uh, I can go up to the to the very you know beginning of the food chain and pick the best stuff. So my, my you know my customers are going to get the the best they possibly can, and they you know. Let me say this. They're not going to notice the difference between in a Santa Cruz guitar, uh, uh, generally, of uh, moon spruce and non. Um, but for the builder that has to buy kind of blind in the marketplace, why not go through that chain of certification rather than some uh, chain of other luthiers and people uh, giving their opinions? Well, let me ask you something else. So the, the moon spruce, that is primarily... Uh, European spruce, right? I mean, German, Italian, Alps. It, well, yeah, it's Spicea abbeys, and it, it grows all over the place. But we do find that um, uh, the stuff that comes from the Black Forest is different than the stuff that comes from uh, 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 Italy and Switzerland and so forth. And, you know, people think, uh, well, of course, the trees don't recognize international borders. So what's the difference between an Italian and a Swiss spruce? Um, uh, we find that, you know, from the tree, uh, the side of the tree that faces Italy is, um, is, has more, uh, uh, more vibrancy flavor, if you will. And the side of the tree that's on the Swiss is a little bit more uh, uh, dry and precise. <laughs> but that, let's, see, let's see where that might come up on a forum somewhere. <laughs> that, you know, that, I'm sorry, that was an opinion alert. That was a silliness alert. Well, uh, trees don't don't recognize international borders, but uh, generally speaking, we could say we'll find a difference in those woods. Not good or good or better. I'm not good or worse. Better or worse. That's the word. Uh, but uh, but a, a consistency of of, uh, of the wood. That makes total sense because you you hear that same kind of uh, feedback when it comes from vintners. Uh, they may be growing the exact same. Uh, species of grape yeah. but depending upon the soil depending upon the sun depending upon the water the quality of the grapes and the quote-unquote quality or flavor of the wine is going to be different um so why not with spruce trees i mean um makes total sense to me uh sure, that's it what, what i was wondering about is when it comes to this harvesting technique that um gives you this moon spruce is that happening with other species of spruce do you find anybody who's harvesting sitka or um um i don't know engelman or 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 
whatever, um, are they following some of these same techniques? Is this something that is being adopted by other people who are harvesting tonewoods? Or is it just unique to this one area and this one type of material? Um, a real evocative question. Uh, I had never heard of anybody else doing it. Okay. Yeah, quite that simply. Uh, we've never been offered uh, Sitka or Cedar or Engelman or Adirondack uh, uh, with that. With that, and frankly, if somebody did, um, you know, I just say, "Show me the wood." You know, I'll, I'll go from there because, again, what you know, it's hard to beat five hundred years of practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that myself. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll look forward to the 500th anniversary Santa Cruz guitar. That's going to have to be pretty darn special. No kidding, it'll take some time. <laughs> so, um, I guess I would say if people are out in the process of ordering or buying a guitar. And they are looking at um, a moon spruce versus another spruce. It sounds like what you're saying is judge the guitar for the guitar and don't pay attention to the label. Well, that you know what I'm just not going to stick my neck out there. This the the world is different than it was, uh, you know, Tad, uh, when we first met. And uh, um, I can I can create mayhem by a statement, and I don't want to do that. Okay. So I'm not going to go that far. Uh, what I'm going to say is that um, there is value to the moon spruce, as I described, and it's multi-level in what I talked about there. Uh, it's an assurance, it's a provenance, it adds to the value of the instrument possibly in the future. And who knows, somewhere down the line, guitars made out of moon spruce may be uh, priceless. I can't say that, so I can't advise somebody it doesn't make a difference by any means. Uh, what I'm saying is like, you know, I'm tooting our horn. I'm saying us as custom builders and luthiers, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, sonic quality of the instrument is paramount as opposed to a factory. Um, we're going to do our best with, with the, grade of, the best grade of wood. Um, but but uh, that doesn't mean that you're not getting a benefit from the moon spruce. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a politician, but it's hard in a single conversation to get across all of those subtleties. So I'm really hesitant to make an absolute statement that people would take stands alone. I'm chicken. Well, well I, I will say that <laughs> if, I were, if I were having a custom guitar built by you and you chose a piece of spruce for me, for my guitar, I would trust that judgment, whether it were moon spruce or not, and not worry about that label. Um, but that's what I will say for my choices. Yeah, well, you know, the um, uh, let's, let's do that. Uh, people go, well, if I got ordered guitar for Richard, what should I say? Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Right now, I'm talking to a real dear friend, Tad. And if Tad wanted me to build a guitar and said, you you know, I, I want the, the uh, um, European spruce, I want Picea Abbey's, whatever you call it, Italian, let's say, or Swiss. Um, and I want the best thing. Um, in our conversation, you know, if we we're having beer talk, I might say, you know, Tad, get moon spruce. Uh, the, you know, it's a few hundred dollars based on what you're going to spend on the guitar. It's not that much more. And it's great panache. You'll get some personal satisfaction for being part of that tradition and that legacy. And who knows what value might bring in the future. And the thing is, you'll never regret spending those few hundred dollars, right? 
Um, but you may regret you didn't do that if everybody's talking about it 10 years from now and you didn't. So there, there's my qualification on this. And I'm not trying to play both sides of the fence. There are pros and cons in going here. But somebody spending, let's say, um, you know, five figures on a guitar is a few hundred dollars on the spruce really your deciding factor. So it's not the cost. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, it's all this stuff. And there is an intangible in a guitar that can't be denied. Um, uh, people come to us because we respect their uh, need for a thrill of acquisition. And we believe in it, you know, and let's, let's call it some magic that people come to us for that goes into the instrument and gives them satisfaction and joy makes them want to pass it on. That's really hard to describe and it's impossible to quantify. So when we go talking about moon spruce, uh, Brazilian, uh, the redwood, I'm working right, right now, the Klamath, you know, uh, spirit that, that that's like maybe a thousand years old, man, that's very, very cool stuff. And you really can't argue uh, the, the scale of uh, quality of sound in that. It's part and parcel of the panache, of the oeuvre, really, of what you're doing when you make this acquisition. Not just a guitar, right? Right. Well, if it were beer talk, I'd be ordering too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... Mama didn't raise no fool. I'm buying you a beer. Uh, do, do you do any kind of special designation under the top, like where your signature is or something? Because I, I just have this real funny vision in my head of a little moon being branded into the wood you know I mean, oh that's beautiful quarter moon, I, I might you know? steal that yeah, yeah that's I mean, really nice I, no no we don't but um that's very that's really evocative um you know the the information's there but it's all uh, apart from the guitar right and uh um that i mean you know uh we have this 45,000 year old cowrie and the board comes with a stamp. It's a little brand that, that certifies that this wood is carbon dated at 45,000 years old. And just the other day I was looking at that and I went, oh man, wouldn't that be cool if that could show on the back of the guitar, you know, that little brand. Um, and it only, it's only on one piece, you know, so the board may yield uh, 10 cuts and only one of them is going to have that, but there's some, there's something there. Thank you. Yeah, that, that, it's it's a it'd be funny, you know. I'm not funny, <laughs> wouldn't be. It'd, yeah, it'd, it'd be sweet. Be, yeah, it'd be. you'd kind of. I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's a brand that goes onto the headstock or you know underneath the, where your signature is or something, but it would be kind of mm -hmm. cool. To, well, the you know the the tops that we buy uh, from uh, Florinet or Bachman uh, come with uh, a stamp on them that that uh it's the uh the the tree number of the tree cut that season the year it was cut uh the section of the tree it comes from uh and they keep you know reasonably keep some part of the library so you could go and get a piece like that again uh, and on the on and there's also a designation that's uh uh like an m for master or uh an h for um which is you know what we call bear claw uh and then uh the uh the quarter moon would designate that and that would look awesome on a top but it, i can't even think of a practical way to process the wood do what we do and end up with the original surface you know <laughs> under lacquer but but i'll think about that that's evocative well while we're talking about wood one thing that i've noticed is a number of the really incredible guitars that are coming out of the shop 
are being made with some domestic hardwoods. Um, yeah. How is that going? Tell us about that. Well, you see these the, those pictures on maybe Instagram or Facebook of the walnut, uh, and and I look at those and goes, well, okay, this is a Koa guitar. Wow, that's walnut, um, and I bought it. I know where it came from, and the thing is, um, oh man, uh, you know, to say the market is 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 uh, a mystery and fickle is is silly. Uh, the market is fickle and mysterious, uh, and not too long ago, walnut was considered a, a what? You know, walnut. Oh yeah, Martin made a cheap line of walnut. You know, some years back, I think Taylor played with it, but it's not really a tone wood. You know, it really took us to grow to the status and the credibility we are now to be able to introduce these woods as deadly serious tone woods, not a novelty or an alternative for a limited edition. And this this walnut is spectacular. Um, it comes from Europe into California, and it's part of what was the commercial walnut uh, growing. Uh, the 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 um, black walnut was used for the trunk of the tree because it's impervious to uh, bugs and decay and things like that. And I grew up right in the middle of that as a kid. And then on top of that is grafted the walnut that that bears the nuts and uh, th harvests the crop. And so this. Um, uh, resource used to be real plentiful in California. People used to use it for firewood or fence posts or just bury it because the tree has a, um, uh, you know, a, a productive life and then it's gone. They either replant new trees or they turn the orchard into a Walmart and there it goes. So over the years, uh, that's what's happened. Uh, the commercial walnuts maybe moved to, to other countries. Uh, people paved it over for a Walmart parking lot, and this the material is like getting like tens teeth. But if you go if you go to the right places, there's a you know an organized cartel that controls this stuff. They knows where everything is, where it goes, where it ends up. And of course, it's my job being an ancient luthier to divine this stuff and know who to talk to. So the stuff that we have right now, is just like, it's, it's heartbreakingly beautiful. And tone-wise, it's superb. So enough of the hyperbole. Where it falls tonally is... Uh, uh, um, let's 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 take the spectrum of bright to dark. You know, we, uh, on one end we have maple uh, and cocobola, which are really bright, clear uh, woods. They really showcase your playing style, good separation of notes. And on the other end, maybe we have a fast-growing Indian rosewood that's a warmer, darker tone, great for rhythm, great for the occasional uh, 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 single note accompaniment or vocal accompaniment. But it's warmer, it's more friendly. Uh, right in the middle, we have mahogany and koa, and then with walnut, the uh, um, uh, the California uh, black walnut, we move towards the warm end from there, but not very much. So if you think of that scale of mahogany being right in the middle, this goes a little bit to uh, the left of that towards the warm. Uh, and it's just, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So that, as far as the domestic woods, I assume that's what you're referring to, but I sure ran off with that, didn't I? No, 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 no. That was exactly what I meant was, was mm -hmm. some of the walnut the scene coming out of the shop. The pictures are just amazing. And, and I think that we should mention at this time to people that just because they have a walnut tree growing in their front yard doesn't mean that they have uh, 2,000 sets of high-end uh, luthery wood or tone wood there. Bless uh, me out. I imagine you're pretty darn selective in the walnut that you actually bring in and use to build with. 
That's a, you know, that's a really good point. You know what, this would be a really good topic for one of our discussions. Um, I get, uh, you know, I get a solicitation or offer or inquiry uh, probably almost weekly, um, either about the walnut tree that great grandfather planted, uh, the, the, the Brazilian rosewood piano, uh, that's been in the family um, or the tabletop or all those kind of things. And uh, uh, it can happen, but also somebody could find a Stradivarius in their attic. So you can figure the percentages on that. Um, and uh, you're right with the, with the, with the walnut that we're using, what percentages that is of, of uh, what's uh, available. <laughs> Some fraction of a percent, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it's you know, about the same as my finding a winning lottery ticket on the sidewalk. You know, maybe it's a little better than that, but not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Uh, it's uh, now that see that the stuff we're looking at here is spectacular. Uh, walnut with figure in it is much more available. Plain walnut is really available. Um, so you know, this is what uh, Santa Cruz is all about. Is uh, we're trying to like put. You know, uh, we, we're, we, let me slow down here. I'm very apparent of how much our guitars cost and how painful it is for people to buy them. But, but our, our, the, the values we go by, the paradigm is, is to do the best we can with the best we can get. And it's not our fault that the market or, uh, um, uh, you know, wasteful practices has driven the prices up on this stuff. That's what we do and that's what's available. And uh, Ted, you know my lifestyle and the car I drive. We don't get rich from this, you know, by any means, uh, 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 independent of what people think. Um, ours is a service business, you know. We're doing a thing for people that they can't get elsewhere. We bring a lot of joy uh, in that, and people use these uh, instruments to change the world. So, you know, that, that's the, the story of this. And uh, the fact that this stuff is so costly is because it's so hard to get. Well, we pay plenty <laughs> for that, plenty. I can remember years back trying to, to get the really figured walnut and attractive walnut. Um, I remember uh, for bowl turning and such, trying to get the- uh, Yeah the graft pieces where you had the black yeah. arrow joined together and you get that amazing figure where the two woods are trying to effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was hard back then. It was expensive back then. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I got to imagine today, you know, with all the orchards that have been bulldozed down uh, or turned into firewood that finding the really nice stuff has got to be a real pain. Man, you know, in, in one generation, uh, this has changed immensely. When I, uh, you know, I commuted from my hometown to uh, College of Sequoias in Visalia, and it was like 20 mile drive. And, and the old Highway 198 that went from uh, San Lucas over on 101 all the way up into the Sierras, uh, through the valley, it was lined with uh, black walnut trees. I mean, the whole highway was. They were all scarred. The marks were scarred scarred from getting crashed into. Most of them had reflectors on them, but a two-lane highway lined with that, and they were probably like, uh, man, probably, you know, 20 feet apart. Um, uh, all that's gone. It's been harvested. Uh, a lot of it went into firewood, but uh, the, the where we are today is like it's like looking for old coins or something. It's pretty incredible. What will it be like a generation from now? I have no idea. Well, Glad we got in on when we did. Yeah, and the scary thing is, is those trees you're talking about, they were 
well, they grew very large and they hired people to climb up and pick them. So the trees were allowed to get very large. Nowadays, yeah. we use all automated equipment. So the trees are kept small and squat. And when they get too big or the trunk gets too big, they'll take them out. So we may never see yeah. wood like that. Sure. And that, you know, that stuff that lined the highways was all black walnut. It wasn't grafted. It wasn't uh, planted for harvest. It was planted for some kind of highway beautification uh, or population thinning as people crashed into them. I don't know. But that the trees were allowed to go. And of course, they do have a uh, lifespan. And yeah. especially uh, in that environment with cars going by all the time. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. I'm, I'm going down memory lane yeah. uh, with that one. Well, I think it was all just a, a planned uh, thing by the squirrel lobby. So <laughs> anyway, let's uh, we should. Uh, what do you say, Richard? Do we have anything more that we want to uh, ask Mr. Hoover about or should yeah, we? And I want to I want, I want to save some of it for some other time. But um, <laughs> I, I, I I really. I think we've added to the uh, um, folklore <laughs> food chain. Sorry. <laughs> I think we have, and I think we've also gotten some very straight answers from somebody who's been doing it for a really long time and not just reading about it on the internet, but doing it every day. And there's where the, the power and the truth and the energy and the love and the, the joy comes from is that daily practice of making the best thing you can make. Wow. I like that. Oh, I, uh, we really appreciate your time, Richard. It's a Saturday. Thank you. We know that, but, uh, it's funny. We, when we opened it up on the, when, when the question came in on the forum and I think it came in on like Wednesday or something like that, I looked at it and went, well, that might be kind of interesting. And then about 20 minutes later, there's two or three comments behind it. And I went, I think we should really try and get in touch with you and, and, and see if you could, you could run this for us. And certainly gave us everything we could ask for. Thank you, Richard. I, you know, one of the things I really wish I had is the gift of uh, clarity and the ability to speak in a straight line. Uh, but this, you know, this a subject like this brings up so much uh, imagery and experience to me that, uh, you know, oftentimes that's why I'm closing my eyes when I talk, I'm trying to collect all this information. And to put it into a stream of words, I don't do the best on that, but I hope this was helpful. Uh, and especially, the, as I said, the experience, um, uh, the, what I know, the physics behind it, because God knows you can get folklore all you want on uh, the Internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I think maybe something about the size of a horseshoe, you know, that, <laughs> that was, it was a half there was a half moon. You could just bake into the tops, you know, so it, everybody would know that you had a moon spruce top. I, I'm not going to forget that. And I'll give you credit. Maybe make a maybe make a decal out of it. <laughs> now, yeah, that, that's very cool. A peel off cool. decal, yeah. Um, thank well, you, I'm, thank you so much. I'm um, going to say I am looking forward to getting past this latest Omicron surge and hopefully being able to do uh, one of these uh, podcasts in person at the shop. Because oh uh, yeah. It has been forever, and um, I'm I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to. <sighs> yes, but at the same time, I will say whatever it takes. I am glad we had this chance to talk with you um, and uh, looking forward to a better 2022 uh, for all of us. Um, 
and looking forward to more factual uh, background and information from you, Richard. There you are. That's fun. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to hang with you. Yeah, have a great afternoon. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You too. Okay. See See you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music-related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar.